0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, a brand new podcast from... Well, at least one of the geniuses who brought you How To Be Sound, my other podcast. You mean Liam, the editor? No, I mean me, the genius. <laughs> this is a podcast about life and culture and sisterhood from two sisters who suddenly find themselves living together in the middle of their lives.
2: In the middle of America.
1: Oh, in the middle of America, but also in the middle of their lives. I would Move say your um, your head I would there. say,
2: sibling non-rivalry, because I think that's what's so great about you and me, that there's like no rivalry, especially when we play things like Scrabble, Bananagrams. So Beatrice, oh yeah, I'm Rosemary McCabe. I'm Beatrice McCabe.
1: I'm a writer and journalist from Dublin, and... I'm a currently
2: working from home handbag designer. Also, also from, from, well, oh also no. from Kildare. We're from
1: Kildare. I'd say from Kildare. I remember um, I read something once that was like, you know Kildare people because they always lie and say they're from Dublin. I identified I, with that.
2: Totally. Now living in Indiana. Fort
1: Wayne, Indiana, which That's I correct. always say like it's in the middle of Texas, even though nobody talks like that here.
2: Correct. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, Rosemary's been living with us now for how long? A month? About a month. Yeah. About a month since just around the peak of, well, whatever, the beginning of this travel ban in ireland trump's travel ban rosemary immediately uh, got <laughs> through jump ship. yeah jump ship abandoned the cocooning old geriatrics pair, that's right and headed over here so now we're all isolating together so now we're basically like the brady bunch with an odd sister-in-law that doesn't really
1: seem to fit in so it's like me B, her husband don their are four kids four kids
2: maybe we should do a whole episode about like
1: what four kids we'll do that a cat and a dog <laughs> a cat and a dog and a fish
2: Oh yeah, a very poor fish, fish. the poor fish that I never remember to feed. The poor, Well, in fairness, he is down in like the darkest dungeon.
1: That's not making it sound I any don't better. even know
2: what his name is. <laughs> that poor fish. What is he called? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> we decided to do a podcast so that we could talk about all the things that we talk about all day uninterrupted and actually have a reason to lock ourselves in a room away from all the kids and Don. No offence, Don. <laughs> but lock ourselves away in here and actually have a chat. Because we try to have these chats and most of them end up with us going, get away, stop, yes, yes, I'll change the nappy. Put that down. Put that down. Rosemary has become very um, disciplinary and I said she's like um, Mrs. Trunchbull. I compared her the other day.
1: I prefer Mary Poppins because I
2: feel like (laughs) Mary Poppins was very strict but then had her moments of like magic. Yeah, you're absolutely nothing like her. Definitely I get the Trunchbull.
1: Excuse me, I played football twice.
2: I know, yeah, you're actually very good.
1: With Nash. That's about it. I keep promising Bo I'll have a bath of them and then just not doing it.
2: No, you're very good. I was very impressed this week. I mean, very appreciative, obviously. I'm very lucky as well because I'm doing the old WFH and Don sprained his Achilles tendon or whatever it's called and was laid up in the office. Do not, do not slag my pronunciation of that. I could see you almost choking. On it wasn't that the pronunciation.
1: Wine. It was like, how sympathetic you sounded towards his injury. Like, his Achilles tendon, whatever it's called.
2: <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Like, we don't think he's sprain it. You rupture it or something. Anyway, he couldn't walk around. So, and the four kids to mine. So, Rosemary's minding them. But, however, we digress. So, back to this podcast is no, called... sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. You were just talking about how no, lucky sugar. you feel because of oh, how great
2: I am. Oh, yeah. I feel very lucky. I do feel very lucky. I Seriously, I was actually shocked at just how organised you were. And I came up. I came up a few times because I'm working down the basement. And I came up a few times and found like pure silence. Now admittedly, they were all on various devices, but I mean, doing their e-learning, I think until we discovered actually oh, they weren't. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> well, we got an email from Bo's teacher from the 6-year-old's teacher saying, you know, um, dear Mr. and Mrs. Kirkland, Bo has been Mrs. submitting Kirkland? Yeah. Bo has been submitting his <laughs> We're in the, we're in the Midwest. I don't but even I bother correcting them. One. I never put that name in myself, but I just go fine, right? Whatever. Bo has been submitting his e-learning videos for maths and for math and English. And that's all great. But unfortunately, none of them have had anything to do with either math or English and have been instead nothing but (laughs) videos of him playing with his three-inch-high Yoshi, that sounded almost bad, playing with his Yoshis from uh, his his knit, crocheted Yoshis. And they're t- so then Don goes off and watches one of the videos. It's a 10-minute-long video of Bo just going, and here my Yoshi does this, and then my Yoshi... And then there's Rosemary in the background <laughs> <laughs> screaming at the other kids going, stop twerking! No,
1: that, that wasn't the other kids. That was Bo, because he was oh. twerking in his video. So I was like, so stop twerking stupid. in your video. But I mean, I was thinking about this today as well, like... I'm sure there are a lot of people who are quote-unquote homeschooling and having the same experience. We were fools to think the six-year-old could do it on his own.
2: I actually genuinely think that most people are having better experiences than us because when I was sending out my various emails to the team this week and saying like, how are you getting on and any tips for homeschooling, the amount of highly rigorous ideas that I got back were terrifying. I recommend using a flow chart like this one that I have here. I recommend a very scheduled day. We tend to do mm. 9 to 9.15, 9.15 to 9.30, and then by 6 o'clock, the child is tired. I'm like, oh my God, I was exhausted at 10 a.m.
1: I listened to an episode of and Hines' podcast, How to Fall Apart, yesterday, and she was talking about how to help children cope with this whole new reality of being, being at home and stuff. And one of the things that everyone said was, like, to do a schedule. So from, you know, we get up every day at 7.30, lol. We have our breakfast and then we start school at nine and then at 10 we have a break like a brain break and we do something
2: creative. and then Jeez, at 10, I, hate 10, sp- we do. I hate schedules. I know. But you know what I read the, you know what I read yesterday I think I was telling you that um Goldie Horn is responsible for the term brain break which oh, yeah. I like I never would have put together.
1: Well isn't um Dolly Parton also very involved in education for kids in America? Yeah Dolly
2: Parton sends out she has Dolly's library and she and if you oh, yeah. depending on where you live you can sign up and get various books sent out to you like I think it's called The Imagination Library or something Yeah, it's very good but I I didn't know that what's her face Goldie Hawn had actually worked with uh, I don't know I can never remember like psychologists and psychiatrists and brainy people and come up with this idea of like how to relax and meditate and all that kind of stuff and um, created the idea of brain breaks for kids in school which is really good because they do they do have them you know they they stop and they do like 10 minute stretching or 5 minute jumping jacks or whatever but the idea is to kind of Keep your keep your keep your stress levels low and keep your activity high. Yeah. I think I don't want to oversimplify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't actually read the curriculum, but like but that's I mean, what it, that's my takeaway.
1: But it's obviously it's so difficult for anybody to concentrate on one thing for longer than
2: like I mean fifteen minutes now for me. Yeah. Well, all I have to say is like teachers are highly grossly underpaid. I mean, Un-
1: underpaid. I've under always respected. thought that.
2: I mean, I've always thought that they were underpaid, but now doing this, I'm like these are. I mean, I also think my kids. I, don't, I, I genuinely think that teachers are undervalued and underpaid but I also think that my kids have an entirely different level of respect for anybody who oh, yeah. isn't me Yeah. I mean literally tonight I found myself shrieking myself hoarse at my poor three year old who then How you could say he's four now yeah it's before, before this you're right week. so it's fine that oh, it sounds it's better fine. it's fine <laughs> grand. it's grand I was just screaming at the four year old and that's grand <laughs> you
1: know what though um, speaking of Dolly Parton you know that every single time our mother sees Dolly Parton on TV she has a very long conversation I was going
2: to say about I was, I was whether actually, or not
1: Dolly Parton's boobs are real I
2: was actually going to literally put part of I was going to I was going to mention mom's commentary a very judgmental commentary on Dolly Parton she says she watched Dolly Parton last night and she goes where is it? She something like, something like Dolly's knees are desperate. Where was it? Oh my God, Mum has <laughs> what an to... obsession oh, with people with bad knees. Here it is. What are you all up to? Nice day here out of the wind. Dolly Parton is on. She has the maddest outfit. It's like white cotton short with lace legs stitched to them. Desperate. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of, um, I, th- I think you should tell the story about the time when Mom was mowing the grass and how you, how Mum, like Mom is, I think, probably the maddest texture I've ever met. And We'll get so, right into the name of the podcast in a second. Okay,
1: so like, we should say that that this episode... What?
2: you got to keep eye contact with me, because when you Why? don't keep eye contact with me, you start having your presenter's voice.
1: Oh, what I, well, all I was going to say is that we should clarify that this episode is about mom.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, but we can get there in a minute. Okay. But I was going to say, you do need to, because when you start making eye contact with the ceiling, it's when you start going into like this voice, and then you start doing this and you need to keep eye contact with me so that you're having a normal but that's the best part is when we're out there having like our normal conversations that's the authentic not without my sister let me tell you nobody above the age of 20 (laughs) should live in such close quarters
1: with one sister without the ability to fucking get away for a couple of hours every day it is very
2: difficult well my favourite part of this quarantine was yesterday I mean Don's not going to listen to this right Don goes Rose, I mean, Don has definitely had his moments of stress and Rosemary goes Don's
1: Peter's beloved husband Yes
2: and Rosemary goes I, I think it would really benefit Don to have like an hour You know off by himself in the car every day So I said this to Don like hey, you know you should have a drive So anyway today Don goes off I'm like I wonder if Don's on that drive Rosemary goes Yeah well he should have told us Like is he on that drive? <laughs> but
1: Because he went to do one chore and came back like four hours later <laughs> But anyway, the point At least is, she yes. Not having an affair. Everybody's
2: being driven. Oh, we're all L- too tired for that. L-
1: love, love in a time of coronavirus. We're all fucking wrecked. Um, sorry, mom. Mom's texting, right? Oh yeah. So mom has created an acronym, coined an acronym, which I wouldn't have credited her, her with. Like, no offense. N N T R, which means no need to reply. I'm
2: sorry. Did mom actually make that up?
1: I think so.
3: I've Are you never, actually joking?
1: No, I've never seen or heard it used ever. And anyone I says it to, anyone I says it to, <laughs> anyone anyone I say it to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I'm are you talking about
2: horrified right now. Are you joking? I write yeah. an NTR to everybody because I assume oh this so was part no. of lingo. You know, you have to explain it to them. Nobody knows what it means. If anybody's wondering, can do you think people can hear this? Like, oh yeah, the on herd on the of
1: tiny elephants upstairs. Yeah, that's just so your children loading to, to bed, and sleep.
2: they're um, they're being really good. They're lying in their beds peacefully, reading, reading books like I told them to. So you can tell yeah, that's great. And singing
1: songs themselves. Um, <sighs> yeah. So mum has coined this acronym, I think. and If anybody's listening to this and you have heard this acronym before from someone who is not my mother, Claire McCabe, please do let us know. Or at least
2: know that we know we could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, always. Disclaimer, I could be wrong about 99.9%
2: of things. my god, I literally never heard that disclaimer from you before in my life. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Basically, unless a text message has NNTR at the end of it. Like, in mom's brain, the opposite of NNTR, or like, the absence of NNTR means... And to your need to reply. Oh, yeah, it's true. So like every single message that mum gets, she insists on replying to. If not a meet. Or like, we'll text you back and go, sorry, love. I was just driving to the hairdresser. I had to pull
2: over. Like, <laughs> it's so true. You have to pull over. <laughs> so many <laughs> texts from her that go like, I'm sorry. I had to pull over to reply to this. And I'm like, literally, I was saying like, hey, what's the weather like?
1: Yeah, and well, I like I have never pulled over to reply well, to I have text. I had to
2: pull over to reply to this. Weather's great, thanks. NNTR. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but I think she has it in her head as well that somehow a text message could be urgent. Whereas to me, I'm like, if it's urgent, I'm going to call you.
3: Do you know Repeatedly.
1: What
2: I mean? Yeah. But like even she has to pull over to read the text she just received. As she called me the other night at two thirty seven <laughs> yeah. and then didn't answer the phone when I called her back and then the next day I was like, Oh, I accidentally called you.
1: Yeah, she did I- that to me one day as well, called me at like four AM Sorry. and then neither her nor dad answered the phone when I called them back. <laughs> and like I was kind of at the point where I was like, Do I start like do I ring hospitals? Do I ring the neighbours? Like what do I do? And then the next morning, she was like, sorry, love, that must have been um, an
2: accident. I was fast asleep. That's alarming. What were they actually doing? That's <laughs> alarming. <laughs> what are they dragging now across the, the ceiling, I'd like to I'd know? I'd
1: say Chance. <laughs> I can't even I'd go. say Chance, who's, who's three, um, almost four, is dragging the toy box across the floor because he's decided he's going to try and sleep in it again.
2: Well, last night when I went up to took them in, or actually to scream at them, to be honest, <laughs> uh, Nash and Bo were in their respective beds and Chance was in the tiny... 1.2 foot t- toy box with full of duvet and blankets <laughs> I'm trying to think mom leave me alone it's like uh, get out of the toy box and get into your bed I can't even cope oh, with exactly this coronavirus does. made everybody crazy anyway let's actually talk about anyway. you're right let's talk about the title first because that maybe would give more context and then okay. you can talk okay. about the lawnmower so not without
1: my daughter is or you would not think not without it, my sister no 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 Oh, but sorry. I'm saying not without my daughter is the oh, film, correct, right? Yes. And you would think if you didn't know better, because like I've been to the cinema with her, that this is the only film my mom has ever seen.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Because if you ask her to name a film, it's the only film she can name. <laughs> and if you ask her to tell to tell you like, what's
2: your favorite film? Not, I'm not without into my daughter. Film. watch films? I'm what? not into. I'm not into movies. What a waste of time. Who goes to the cinema? I don't watch. I don't watch movies. I mean, it's all made up. What are we watching? People making stuff up for. I went to the cinema once in 1974, and I fell asleep. <laughs> basically <laughs> she did go to um, Pride and Prejudice and she loved it oh and God, afterwards and but afterwards all she talked about was what everybody else in the cinema had been doing I mean people were crying oh, she's very past remarkable. these people over here were crying and then when your man jumped oh yeah I remember um, Colin Firth jumped into the lake now I'm talking about the original oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is the original the but like one. the original that I remember oh was it that no it no, wasn't no, no. it was Persuasion it was the one with or, um, no, no 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 it was um, Sense and Sensibility Sense and Sensibility Winslet. exactly with yeah. um, Kate Winslet and your man Uh, Alan Rickman. Um, Shall I compare thee to a summer's day?
1: That's Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah,
2: thanks. Oh my god,
1: what's his name? Uh, Willoughby.
2: Yes, exactly, Willoughby. And Mom was like, oh my god, when they kissed all the women in the cinema, went, oh! It's like you should have been watching the movie. So, like, that's basically
1: it. She also went to see Titanic. I went to see Brooklyn with her. I think it was when you were living in New York, and the two of us bawled our little heads off for about. Well, actually, I cried. I'm not sure about mom. That
2: was where she sent me the book, Brooklyn. I was living in Brooklyn. I had left Ireland. She sends me the book, and I called her up one day. I had gotten off the subway, and I was literally hysterically crying. I was like, "Why would you send me this? Because it's all about like she leaves, and then her mom <laughs> is dying, and blah blah blah." And no, the emotions it's like her she sister, feels. Like or her boy, sp- Spoiler a alert, spoiler her sister dies. Me. Well, I mean, I was not giving a spoiler alert because I was obviously giving a wrong recollection. So you can <laughs> so feel free to read it after I give, <laughs> tell you what happened. And uh, mom's like, oh, what's the problem? I said, why would you send me this? She's like, I don't like, I genuinely don't think
1: she'd read it at that point. I think she's like, this is meant to be great She doesn't and it's think Brooklyn. about
2: things that way. She just no. was like, she was like, what's the problem? I said, it's just like, so emotional. This one leaves and goes to Brooklyn and it reminds me of me. She was yeah, that's like, oh, not real. No, what she actually said was, you made your choice. It's your choice. You made your choice. You know what's weird? Like, she, like, mom is weirdly...
1: When I was growing up, I think I always thought she was very sensitive because she's such a warm, caring, like, loving person. But actually, she's not very in touch with her. Or she just just, just
2: doesn't, she doesn't emote that much. I don't think that's... I don't think she's not in touch with her emotions. I read a book about Vietnam, about the Vietnamese War, and this guy was... This writer was talking about how he watched his aunt and his uncle wait for the one bus that would take them out of town, like, or, you know, leave them to be killed, basically. And afterwards, they they left and they moved to America, blah, blah, blah. And afterwards, an interviewer said to him afterwards, said, he said to the, aunt, to the uncle afterwards, like, did you, do you regret having left or do you regret anything? And he said, what does that mean? What, regret? It's not a word we have in Vietnamese. And I asked Kim, who mm-hmm. is Vietnamese, I was like, is that a word? She goes, no, we don't have, we don't, it's not an emo- like, it's not that it's not an emotion that doesn't register, but it's not an an accepted thought process. Yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean, it's like, and I think mom is more like that. It's like, well, the way she even says, when you're up, you're up. When it's done, it's done. It's like, what's there's no point in wasting time thinking about things. Like, she's not, yeah. she's not very much for the like hypothetical. That's why at night time, and that's why you're annoying me right now with the jigsaw. That's why at night time when I go, mom, what do you think about? Oh, your sister and her always getting too deep late at night, like, these questions about the (laughs) universe, I mean, like, what's she even talking about? It's like, it's black or it's white, you know?
1: You know what she loves to give out about? Like, she loves to give out about when when you're in the car, and you call her, and you try to have any kind of conversation that isn't like, the neighbour died, the neighbour got engaged, I saw this today, this is what I had for lunch. Like, if you go, you know what I was just thinking about today? Oh no, you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we're talking anyway. I'm on my hands free. You could be sitting in the seat beside me, and we would be having this conversation. You wouldn't. I, listen. You know, I don't like to have these serious conversations with you when you're driving. But she like, never ever.
2: likes to have these serious no, conversations she like to have ever, them ever,
1: ever. You know, she said to me once, we were talking about depression, and you know, I was ask, I think I was asking her to like, do you have any questions, or I think it was after I got diagnosed, and she kind of said, you know, I mean, I don't. Do you wake up in the morning and think to yourself, <laughs> what kind of mood am I in today? Do you wake up and ask yourself that?
2: Because I just wake up. <laughs> but I mean, do you?
1: No, I just wake up sometimes okay, and you I'm just like, wake, oh, But you just shit. wake up and you're
2: in a mood, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're in a good mood or a bad mood. But I honestly think mom wakes up every day in a pretty good mood. Like in a positive, She wakes up and she... What did I read? What, yet again about Goldie Hawn. Maybe mom is like Goldie Hawn's Irish sister. And she said, I, I wake up. She said, I have a very high level of happiness or whatever it was she said. Oh, you know, I'm like, I think yeah, mom's, yeah, my, mom's very... It was very it was, positive. Like, she's very optimistic. It was a high, high set point for happiness. Wasn't that was it, it? Yeah, yeah. High set point for happiness. I think Mom is the same. Like, Mom, I mean, she puts up with Dad, like, in fairness. Mom, yeah, love she you, Dad. is.
1: She is really optimistic. And she also, my other favourite thing that she says all the time is, like,
2: When we were young, we didn't get stressed. Oh, well, when she was over here, she, got, she also likes to say in America, We don't have this in Ireland. We don't have this in Ireland. And when she was over here, she was, I mean, literally to the most ridiculous things, like cream. We don't have this in Ireland. It doesn't look the same. We don't have this in Ireland.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: And when oh. she was over last time, she was messing around in the microwave, and Don was like, "Would well, you need a hand with that, Claire?" And she goes, "We don't. We, do, we don't have this. I just never see. It. It's not like our one in Ireland." And Dad goes, "It's literally the same microwave. It's the same model. It is literally the same." Yeah. So like sometimes I don't understand. But she even also can't use the microwave
1: at home. Oh, okay. To yeah. be fair to her. Okay. She is has has no ability to do that. But you know what? I blame her for the fact that now. Like, when I meet American people, not I blame her specifically, but I blame people like her. When I met um, my boyfriend, Brandon's friend, Kurt, and he was like, do you have peanut butter in Ireland? And I could kind of imagine Mom being like, looking at the little tubs of peanut butter. that You know, you can get the, like, individual packs of, like, jif peanut butter? I can imagine her looking at them and be like, we don't have that in
2: Ireland. Well, do we?
1: No, we don't have the little packets, but then extrapolating it to be like, oh, we don't have peanut butter. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have that Can't at all in Ireland.
2: Cope. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I understand that I say, I make sweeping statements about like, we don't have that in Ireland, and then Rosemary goes, yeah, we do, like, you haven't lived there for 20 years. But like, Mom's literally, when she's saying these things, she was there a week ago. So there's no actual excuse.
1: You know what's so funny, when Beau, who's Beatrice's six-year-old, but when he was about two or three, I think, he was home, not in his own, but like, you guys were in Ireland, and Mom took him to Smith's toy shop or something, and she said, basically, that he, Walked around the whole shop saying hi to everyone, like, hi, 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 I'm Beau, hi. And then I think said to somebody, I love your sweater or something. And then went over to the toys and Mom said she just was walking around after him going, he's American.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what from America. He said, what was it he said to the one in Target when you went shopping together? And she oh,
1: said, no, 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 we were in Ulta. Oh, yeah. So, so I had bribed them to go into the makeup shop with me that I was like, I'll buy you a bath bomb. And then we were going to the cinema or something, we would loads of time. So I was like, I wanted to buy this foundation I and mean, the two of them were like having strops, like really bored. Like, oh, we we to go and I was like, ooh, new makeup brushes. And when I went to pay, the lady behind the counter, I said something like, Bo, just like stand there. Don't go anywhere. I think Nash was like hanging out of the door, going, are we going yet? He's like a teenager in a nine year old's body.
2: But anyway. Oh my God, he always has been, yeah.
1: So Bo was there going, something, something. And I said, just like stand there, Bo. And she went, oh, Bo, that's such a cute name. And Beau stood back, oh, yeah. spread his arms <laughs> wide and went, I have a cute body too. <laughs> <laughs> and me and her, like the two of us that's just laughed our heads that's off. That's definitely
2: the American in him, in fairness. Oh God, it was so oh funny. Oh my God, Can so you funny. Imagine? That's a mom because that would never happen in Ireland. Probably, she's probably right. <laughs> oh, she's probably right. She's right. Oh, we'll go back to the lawnmower though, because I actually love this. So we were living in my, so Rosemary came over And there'll be a whole episode on this later on when Rosemary came to Milan and was just the most, like, I can't even... Anyway, an entire other episode we did have a great time but Rosemary lost about 22 stone and it was so enraging to both myself and Julie <laughs> she ate non- non-stop olive oil and began oh my god and I managed should, to lose so much weight it was literally I you should
1: like eat olive oil with like a smacking of focaccia as a vessel to get so it was so enraging
2: mouth. anyway anyway and she and I didn't really because I didn't really text mom very much at the time because like we didn't you know texting was pretty new like I had a cell phone and stuff but it was um, that amazing Duplo flip phone yeah that mobile phone mobile Mobile phone phone. sorry it's very American I had a Um, mobile phone And I had, like, it didn't have, obviously, it didn't have any of the old mod cons that we have now, but I don't, could, we probably could text, right, I assume. Like, yeah, I sound yeah, like yeah, yeah, we could text. I think my but phone I was think... pretty crap, though. I don't know that it could really do very good texting. Anyway, I didn't text, Mom. We could
1: text, but so you got charged that... extra, you know, like, when you went over the one text limit, oh. you got charged extra. But also, you were working, mm-hmm. like... Like a regular no, no, day job, no, but and the long fact hours. Was, very long and hours. Was, but the fact I was, was, was the that you minutes. came and
2: you re- you opened my eyes to the fact that mom was an able texter a very able texture. And this is where the NNTR came into it. And you would be out on the balcony. We had like a very nice balcony before Rosemary killed all the plants. And again, part of another podcast. Rosemary would be out in the balcony like sunbathing all day and she'd come back, I'd come home and she'd be like, oh, I had great chats with mom, but she always looked really mischievous. She'd be like, I had great chats with mom. She hated it. And I, I talked to her for two hours and I drove her mad. Yeah.
1: So basically you can text mom, you can text our mother and say, hi mom, how are you? Or actually you can text her and say, hi, gorgeous weather here. We're sitting by the pool, full stop. And not ask her any questions. So it's basically the opposite of online dating. When I was online dating, I used to always be like, you have to ask a question and then you get a reply do you know what I mean you don't have to ask mom a question she will immediately reply unless her phone's inside and she's outside or something. you know what I mean but like she will she will reply the minute she sees the message and she will say hi love like terrible weather here too I'm busy doing X and on this particular occasion she was busy mowing the grass
2: that's a a reminder that's no need to reply no need to reply i.e. get lost fuck off
1: yeah (laughs) and so I decided I was just going to keep writing back and, like, see at what point she would start writing back to me. And I wrote back and I said, oh, you're mowing the grass. Has it not rained in the last few days? And she wrote back and said, no, it's been very dry, perfect perfect <laughs> mowing weather and your. And I wrote back and I said, I hope Dad's helping you bring the lawnmower. I hope Dad helped you bring the lawnmower from the front to the back garden because our back garden is kind of up up a couple of steps. It's up an incline. Frequently, Dad would be like, yeah, I'll come down and then just wouldn't. So I was like, I hope Dad's helping you. She wrote back, he is very agreeable and your. <laughs> and then I wrote back and I was like are you looking forward to Wimbledon starting I think it was around this time I said who do you think is going to win and she wrote wrote back again and was like she loves an underdog so she hates a like guaranteed winner so she was getting really sick at this point of like the the, the Williams sisters one or other than winning probably one of the Williams sisters Uh, I am very busy need to mow the grass your exclamation mark exclamation mark I think (laughs) Was that the point at which you came home from work? I think, like, you came home while I was in the middle of the stream. And you
2: would always be in hysterics laughing. But she never, (laughs) ever, ever realised that you were winding her up. And that was the best part, because she is adorable. but she would never just not write back. No, no, she never stops writing back. She would, like, you can imagine her as well, like, super frustrated, all hot and bothered, like, yeah, stopping the lawnmower. And the problem is, as well, our lawnmower, when you turn it off, half the time doesn't turn back on. So, like, I can only imagine (laughs) how enraged she was.
1: You know, um, they got a, le- a new lawnmower about three years ago. And it was one of these things, like it kind of reminds me of dad's stories of Hector Grays When he was like, you'd go into Hector Grays and they'd show you how this like whistle would sound like a bird and then you'd bring it home and it would never work. So basically they went into the lawnmower shop or the, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, the garden centre, got a demo of this lawnmower, brought it home and they couldn't start it or mum couldn't start it. And dad kept going, you just need to put it like, it's about the flick of the wrist. And like dad was very like, oh, Claire, being ridiculous. It's about this. And he managed to get it started once, but then they could never start it again, either of them. And then mum's brother came and he managed to start it once, <laughs> but then could never start it again. So they brought it back and they got another one, but then the exact same thing happened. But I think it's literally like that the, the pole thing needs a certain velocity that neither of their feeble little arms can actually do. So they're having great trouble with the new lawnmower. So, so they,
2: I'd like to go back, however, once it started I'd like up, it to go it back start, but I'd like to go back though to the whole point of this. So mom continues to reply to you right so I meanwhile I'm like okay this is hilarious right I'm gonna I'm gonna write back to this so I I, I try the old NNTR trick and I get one response NNTR I write back and I get silence which <laughs> I don't, probably do don't know this? oh yeah which probably began the entire thing that was kind of a joke in my mind and was actually one of the big things I wanted to talk about tonight which is like my conviction which was a joke you know for so many years a oh, rosemary's the favorite rosemary's the favorite and now has become a reality so i'd say to anybody out there as well who makes jokes about being the non-favorite in the family like seriously be careful because if you think you're not and you make jokes about it you might end up like me and soon you are not no, the no. favorite no because no, no. it is like a joke but How hang much, on hang so, on can i just clarify if you make jokes about not being the favorite, mm-hmm. and you kind of have a little inkling in the back of your mind that maybe you're not the favorite, no, no, I didn't right. have that inkling. I didn't have that inkling. Oh, it was just a joke because mom used to say all the time, like no matter what, she would defend you, and I always thought it was because you were the baby of the family. So like there are only two of us,
0: and no, there was but se-
2: six years between us, seven years, six and a half years between us, and I would always think it was a joke because I would say, oh my god, Rosemary's, you know, busy tidying or whatever, and mom always goes. Well, we're very alike. Rosemary likes to tidy and I like to tidy. So it was always this Rosemary's weird... Rosemary's very organized. Yeah. But you know what? Mom will defend anyone. No, no, Rosemary. Don't even bother going down that path yeah. because like we both know but that But she now... will. Like... No, she's she's a contrarian in her own way, but that's mm. not what this is about. Okay. okay. So, I mean, you have, you've witnessed it yourself often enough now to know <laughs> that it has become a, a grim reality for me. So like right now, I mean, for example, the other day, I said to Rosemary, you know, I was Skyping mom and every single time we would Skype, I would go, hey mom, I can't hear you. I can't hear you're frozen. You're frozen. And then she would just randomly hang up and I'm like, oh, are you even going to wait for this to unfreeze? Obviously not. And then I'd hear her on Skype with Rosemary, you're frozen. Pet, pet, you're frozen. Come back, pet, pet. I'll just wait. I'm just waiting five more minutes, Philip, to see if Rosemary unfreezes. Like so enraging. <laughs> right, so, so then the other day, finally I get through to her. I go, hey mom, Oh, you look tired. Is your sister there so I could chat to her? I'm like, is this a joke? Like, li- literally, is this a joke? She also loves to say, "Can Rosemary hear me?" Oh yeah, can like, Rosemary I'm the hear most me? important person? I'm like, in the I room. don't know. Can Rosemary hear you? I hope so. She's got ears. I think they work, but like, have you got something important to say to her? And then the other day, I finally was like, "Hey, mom, I'm calling you for a chat." That's great. Tell Rosemary. No, I actually won't. You tell her yourself. And the full day that you have to chat to her anyway. So. This entire favoritism is, like, getting way, way out of control, in my opinion.
1: But, like, does she never give out about me?
2: No, and I have coaxed her. I have, I have, I have given her many, many doorways to walk through, and she's never walked through a single one, which is... Why, does she give out about me? No. <laughs> That's not very
1: convincing. Oh, my God. She would sometimes say things like, and she would say this to your face as well, that she would be like, your sister's unbelievable. She says that we're gonna go out for breakfast at 10 AM and we don't have to leave in the house till two. For example, which, which, which she gives out about in person when she's here.
2: She says oh, that no. about you, but I didn't know that was a criticism. You're the one who's never on time to anything. I've got four fucking kids. Well, that's what like, like she's like, oh, when well, you're ambitious and you're going somewhere in the la-, and like they don't get organized till the last minute and then it's
1: four hours later than you meant it to be.
2: I can't even, and I can't, I literally, can't. I'm holding my eyeballs right now. Can't.
1: I thought you knew, yeah, I thought you knew about this.
2: I can't. I have said so many things that were so valid to her. Mom, seriously, like, just, just tell me that I'm not crazy. Like, agree with me that that's really annoying about Rosemary. Well, I mean, your sister probably has her reasons. Of course. Your not. sister... I can't even think right now, but I just know that like, I don't know, but I just know that over the years I've been looking for like, just even like agreement, you know what I mean? In that moment, you just want somebody to agree with you. Yeah, so
1: you're basically doing the like Reddit, am I the asshole? So you're like, mom,
2: let me tell you what happened Rosemary, am I in the wrong? Oh no, 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 I never thought I was in the wrong. (laughs) I always knew you were in the wrong, I just wanted her to agree with me. But the fact that you're such twinnies means that she (laughs) never ever will. And like, you know as well, like no matter, even on Scrabble, everything I do on Scrabble, That's not a real word. And then you'll put something down, and I'll go, That's not a real word. It seems like a real word to me. It rhymes with something that I think is a real word. You know what? She also loves doing with you in the Scrabble, taking out the timer. Oh my God, you're right. She takes it out every single time I look at the Scrabble board, the time. That's it. This is ridiculous. (laughs) You're taking so long
1: you're actually right she's such a brat you do take a long time but I think that's because you're a, you're
2: a more strategic Scrabble player don't than that even don't is. even try to butter me up don't try it's not no, going to work but that's true the other thing I would like to talk about is oh yeah and this is the other thing that she does to me is she always goes she calls me up and she goes oh Beatrice Susie down the road she was definitely in your class she's dead and she talks that to me all the time no and I go what do you mean she's dead Well, she was 62, so she's dead. And I go, I'm not 62. (laughs) And she's like, well, you're nearly 62. I'm like, I'm not nearly 62. I'm 41. Oh, oh, must have been the wrong class. Um, Well, on all those people in in Rosemary's class who only just turned 30, they're all healthy as... Healthy as like as can be, and I'm like Rosemary's not thirty; she's thirty
1: five. No, no, no. She like she definitely prematurely ages me as well. She recently said to me, "I can't believe you'll be forty soon." Yeah, you will like, be forty I've just soon. thirty five. You will
2: be forty soon. That is soon for her. She's like seventy. Five years is not very long. Four years. Sorry to disappoint you, but no, she's been doing this to me for years, and she didn't do it to you. My point was, you've always been an old soul and a
1: bitch, apparently.
2: Anyway, I would like to. Um, no, I, I really feel like. No, she's just always been very, much more difficult, much more forgiving of you. And is it be, and it could be because you're the youngest. I don't think that's it. I think it is literally because she sees herself in you and she empathizes with you. Like, she bonds with you in a way. Like, even when I say, oh, I can't believe I got, like, I have four kids and I got a total of 11 months maternity leave. That's your choice. Whereas yeah. when you were like, oh, I, am, I might move abroad poor Rosemary what would she do if she moved abroad and she'd miss us and she'd be Rosemary's such a homebody and she'd she needs to be near her mom and I'm like I need to be near my mom you chose not to be <laughs> okay alright do you think
1: I mean I think you're onto something in the sense that Beau the one of your children who we all agree is most like her is definitely the one that she would forgive them the most Easy, like you know that she forgives his bad behaviour more than the rest of them oh my god
2: he came up the last time she was here, he got given out to and he burst into tears and she took one look at him and she also burst into tears and she was at the table just in floods of tears and I was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, he looks so sad.
1: <laughs> this is basically the same mom who like, did not cry at Brooklyn, did not cry at Titanic. Like, Correct, actually. Oh, no, and you know what I meant to say as well, speaking of the cinema, in the last six months, she's gone to see the Pavarotti documentary three times. Oh, In she loves cinema. it. She
2: said it's great. Loves it, He yeah. eats two full chickens before a performance, <laughs> apparently. It's absolutely
1: funny. She called us last night to tell us that, and then she said, he's just eaten his assistant's chicken.
2: <laughs> no, what she actually said was, he's just eaten his assistant's this is chicken. chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> so that was kind of alarming. But the other thing I'd like to talk about is that, you know, honestly, actually, honestly, actually, mom is so nice, like, and I think so funny like she gets terrible fits of the giggles like she's (laughs) a very positive person to be around like she really doesn't she's not a dweller she doesn't get you know in bad moods really like she's always all my life been positive and upbeat and like I think she's a really nice person to be around genuinely like I I feel like she's not she's never really in a bad mood you know she's always in a good mood so like when she's in a bad mood it's weird yeah. Like she's a very, very, very positive person, and she is. She, but she's weirdly shy. Like, cause she's she's got a ton of friends. She's super social and outgoing. But like, she she told me the story about how she was her sister's. She, she's <laughs> uh, she comes from a family of six, and she has two sisters and three brothers. And she told me how when she was her oldest sister's bridesmaid, her new her new brother-in-law stood up, you know, and he made his toast and he said, "I want to thank the beautiful bridesmaids." Claire and she burst into tears because she was so <laughs> mortified.
1: <laughs> but like But
2: she's still like that. Yeah. Like she's yeah, still yeah. that exactly.
1: Yeah. I was actually gonna say that that like when she so she used to run an Irish language play school and then when she went from that and she got a job in civil service and I remember I think on her first day or something when they were like introduce yourself and she was like, Oh my god. I
2: you know, like, but I felt, I th- but public, I mean, I hates... think that's an Irish thing too, though, because like, I absolutely nearly died when I moved to New York, and they were like, okay, stand up and tell us a bit about yourself. And I was like, what? Like, mortified. But I mean, I think, though, that that's why she finds you and your openness so unbelievably shocking, because oh, like, yeah, to her, can't. this idea of you know, sharing your secrets and like this this modern idea of blogging is this modern notion is so unfathomable. Like yeah. you have been pretty embarrassing to her multiple times. I just want to say I've that. been pretty
1: embarrassing to a lot of people in my life I think.
2: Yeah, but I think when you've talked about like her on TV and stuff, she just nearly dies every yeah. single time.
1: Yeah and like so I used to be on what's now called Elaine and was then called midday was like this panel like, chat show. You never had the good fortune of seeing me on that live now. I did see that and...
2: really nice picture of you with the double chin, though, that you posted a few times. Oh, my God, that was...
1: That's awesome. amazing. You should the post it after either. this. Yeah, brilliant. yeah. I'll uh, put a link to that in the show notes. And I'll also try and get you to remember the, the name of that book based in Vietnam.
2: Oh, I have it out there on the shelf somewhere.
1: But, like, I never... Because I was very aware that she was always embarrassed being spoken about. So it wasn't like I went into it going, I'm going to talk about mom. But you didn't like so care. You're like my... David Sedaris. You no. don't care.
2: No, no, no. That's what comes with being part of Rosemary Sedaris' family. Sometimes
1: I think about the things that I could write about mom and dad. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to wait till they're dead. And
2: even then, oh, I don't think I Oh my God. Well, that's an excellent segue into the next topic. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mom's funeral. No, no. Mom's morbidity. Is that a word? Oh. Uh, her morbid yes her morbid bent her like obsession with death
1: the last time mum and dad visited Fort Wayne I I was here already
2: I think oh yeah you were. they weren't meant to come but they basically got jealous because I was supposed oh, yeah, to go exactly, to the kids exactly. and then exactly. decided, there you go there's the favourite they don't come to visit. I mean they do come to visit I have to say they're great but like when Rosemary <laughs> came to visit they planned an extra trip because they missed her so no, much I think they that felt they needed like they, to look at her face no I think they were the, I think they were jealous they were like we're No, they weren't. They just missed you. Anyway, listen, they they came over.
1: And Beatrice and I decided to place a bet on how long it would take mom to start talking about their wills.
2: Because usually the first thing she does is, no matter what time it is, even if you pick her up at 11 o'clock or 1 a.m. or whatever, by the time you are in having the first cup of tea, she's like, listen, I just don't want you guys fighting about the wills. So we just want to let you know that the dresser has been left to Rosemary. Or, I just don't want you guys fighting when we're dead. And like, we don't want you falling out. So the two engagement rings are going to (sighs) Rosemary. So you spot a (laughs) common theme here as well, apart from anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the last one, wasn't it? Beatrice, just don't want you being jealous. Like, you got this 20 years ago and Rosemary's going to get everything else. No. No. Mom is less. very
1: adamant that we're going to get everything half and half, except for recently chubby fingers. Except for everything, you know what the other thing is though. I have I have the same size chubby fingers as Mom does, and your fingers are much slimmer. You know what?
2: That's a really You think you're so manipulative? I have I have watched the clips of Masterclass. Chris Voss negotiating. I've watched
3: the clips. I know when <laughs> Last I am of the being big at, fucking spenders Beatrice. I know when I'm being
1: Today, if you wanted to go after with I me, and you said no, coronavirus. I want to go house with you. I don't have any interest in doing a masterclass of Natalie fucking Portman or Chris Voss.
2: I don't He showed you Christina Aguilera. I thought that would have been amazing. We, which also leads nicely on to the next part, but that would have been amazing. And she was so amazing. It's not about technique, it's about emotion. Oh. <laughs> oh,
1: I would have loved to do it with so you why don't you do it? With you No I don't want I don't to do want it to do,
2: Because all that's going to happen is what you did when you read that Glennon whatever it's called book Untamed Glennon Doyle Yes You read that book and all you did Like we should have read it together because you just kept sitting beside me And reading out massive sections that I didn't want to hear And I'm going to be doing the same thing Rosemary come over here and let me rewind this section of Christina And by the end of it you'll have had to watch the whole thing with How me How long is it? I have no idea I have no idea, but like it really looks terrible. So like I'd love to watch it with you. But anyway, Glenn and Doyle, unleash your wild, untamed. Is is the name. but unleash your wild was one of the sections oh, yeah, yeah, you read yeah. out to me, the highlighted yeah. section, and also recognize your knowing. I don't even know what capital K. You know I was
1: going you, to say capital N, and then I was like,
2: no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better. Recognize that. Like, you could say that to Chance, who's three. Recognize you're knowing, because he likes to say no all the time. You, you should send mom sections from this book. I bet you she would love it. You should actually write. You should send this book to mom maybe, and make her I read will. it. Be brilliant. I'd
1: say, I'd say she would read Like, even like, she read Michelle Obama's autobiography and was very much like, I just, I mean... Huh? <laughs> what's the point what's it all about (laughs) what's it all about she does like to ask that for someone who's not particularly philosophical
2: I remember one time I was driving down to Kilkenny with her and she was in the passenger seat and I was driving and we were about (laughs) we were only at the Nice that big ball thing at Nice and I was in floods of tears in the car because she was like she was talking about her dad like who had just died recently and she was like sometimes I see faces in a crowd and I think there's my father and then he turns and it's not him and Beatrice. I wonder, what's it all about? And I start crying. She's like, why are you crying? What's wrong with
3: you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God. Oh, anyway,
1: what were we talking about before that? Well, aside from talking about her will. Oh, which, the will. That was it. you said.
2: About. No, you said last time you picked her up at the airport. We had a bet. Oh yeah, but because then, she always talks about it before you've even it. got the suitcase in out because of the car. I think it's kind of like when you're on
1: Skype, and she's like, "While I have you," she she gets these ideas in her head that she's like, "I must say this right now, or I'll forget it." Instead but in of, fairness, like, you can write this what down? I, mean,
2: I do. I think herself our, and dad must talk about it a lot. But in fairness, like oh, dad, yeah. you know, has some maybe strained relations, and I think yeah. a lot of dad's friends also have fallen out with their I think, siblings. I over think a lot rules. of people, yeah.
1: in general, yeah, have historical family fallings out over wills. Yeah, it's true. Like it's and so they unusual.
2: so so our parents are going to have a very specific will in which every single toothpick will be accounted for, except what's in the attic, because as we discovered recently when rosemary went up to the attic and discovered hairless Cindy's and dolls with missing appendages <laughs> that they don't really know what's up there. So that'll be the oh only my surprise.
1: God. I went up to the attic
2: Basically, I've been threatening to go up for ages because you wanted these Cindys. Yeah, I did, but you haven't done anyway. But there's this amazing Instagram account that I think is called Cindy. I actually don't know what it's called, so we should we'll put a link to we'll that in whatever notes. these notes are as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you professional, you. <laughs> I'll leave that bit up to you. But what did you want? You wanted a photograph. I wanted Cindy the, in the Cindys. Wild. I
2: thought I would do like some amazing styling of Cindy, but then. You'll have to make the I haven't done it yet, yeah. Because then when you send when you the reality of their Cindy's versus my Cindy's were my Cindy's had been their hair had been shorn by some younger sister been who they little been Yes. And they had hideous clothes that were filthy and there were stains all over them, and I don't really know. I mean, they'd basically been to the American my model school
1: of makeovers. My
2: childhood was much more they'd been to the Chucky School of make, of Makeovers. <laughs> my childhood was much more glamorous in my memory than it actually obviously was, right?
1: I mean Let's not, like, talk this down. You did have about 35 Barbie and Cindy's. You did, you so many. I know, yeah, I
2: was obsessed with them.
1: Yeah, and you had the, like, Barbie dream Where house. Where is
2: that Barbie dream house?
1: That's oh, the question. find that in the attic. But anyway, sorry, what I was going to say was that our mother has put in the attic, like, there were several bags that were marked, like, girls' clothes, aged five to seven. And we opened them up and it was literally, like, like, some of them were stained. And, like, not stained from the attic, but stained from the world. She put up clothes that like somebody had puked on, it hadn't come out but in the But this walk, is the like, same the woman who,
2: when I put things in, in, in the charity bags, goes, nobody's going to want that. It's, does that look <laughs> brand new? Does that have, is that got a tiny rip in it? And I go, oh yeah, yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Put that in the bin. You're insulting people. I mean, I agree with her actually. You know, I, you're put but, but what was she thinking? maybe it was more, maybe she was. Do you think it was more memorable, like was she being more nostalgic? I don't think she's very. I think she's more like you because when you threw out every single letter that you ever had in your life and every single piece of memorabilia and burned them all because you read Mary Kondo and were brainwashed by her. No, 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 no. And I said to mom, I am horrified. Mom goes, Why? It's her stuff, her right that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna throw out all my stuff I'm gonna throw out the report cards and I was like you're gonna throw out absolutely nothing well then what are you gonna do with it you're either gonna pick it up by next Tuesday or it's gonna be in the bin I'm like I live in America what is your problem
1: well mom went through a phase of every time she would come and visit me when I was living in Dublin she would bring a box of stuff and be like I thought you'd like all of your school report cards and I'd be like they're going straight in the fire and she'd be like I've kept them for you
2: I think this is a phase though that parents go through like with the MTNS it's a bit like in the 80s oh, how yeah, every yeah. single woman got the princess dye haircut and then it was a bad look for most people <laughs> it's a bit like pe- kids move out because I mean this isn't just unique to us like a lot of my friends have their yeah. mothers basically calling them up and saying like get over or on Friday the skip's gonna be here and all your yeah. stuff's gonna be gone
1: one of my friends came home I think like a week after she'd moved out and her ho- and her room had been entirely redecorated as like <laughs> the fancy guest bedroom and all of her stuff was gone and she was like, I just, like, where was it gone to? I can't remember. I think it might have oh, all been gone to charity. But I know know was like, like, I'm sure you didn't want that. That
2: reminds me that <laughs> happened, Julie. Too. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Julie is gonna be mentioned many times in this podcast. And Julie is my best friend who I lived with for a long time in Milan and also in Paris and is now living by you know, living back at home in Ireland. Oh, and also in New York. We live together in New York as well and now she lives in Ireland and I remember she moved she left home and, and her, her parents her mom was like oh, oh we had been at home for New Year's Eve when Julie popped the champagne, champagne cork in her eye I'd forgotten about that it was hilarious it was bad for oh, Julie it wasn't hilarious sorry Julie it was bad she had, the, she had to walk around with the ice pack on her eye for the rest of the night like it was really bad but I gave I think I gave her a Michael Connolly novel or something like something that I I, I gave to her and you, I was like You'd lent her something you wanted yes, back a book, yeah. not it? Yeah, yeah. And literally I said to her a week later, I was like, Here, listen, can I have that book back? She's like, Oh my god, my mom went into my room and she was still there, hoovered up everything that was in the room that looked yeah. like it could be given away and gave because it away Because she was away. doing
1: like she was doing a charity shop run Yeah. like this can yeah. go, this can go, this can go. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I was I, I actually forgot about that. That was probably like fifteen years ago and I still obviously harbour resentment for that novel that went missing. That wouldn't be like you. I know right? Right? I'm a very forgiving person. So, back to mom. I'm very forgiving of mom who favorites you all the time, but I still love her, even though today I still found her enraging. I Skyped her just to chat with her by myself, and yet again, she wants to know all about you, but that's fine. <laughs> so, um, back to the morbidity of mother. Oh, yeah.
1: She also likes to talk about planning her funeral.
2: She talks about which, it all the time. Which is interesting to well, me Well she hasn't because, recently. She talked about it all the time for a period of time. No, she hasn't recently. But it's interesting to me
1: because she's assuming that when she dies we will have a like traditional Catholic funeral for her. And I don't know that anybody who is left would
2: care. But, but like, she, What are you talking about? You don't, it's not for you, you have it for them. Like why wouldn't I? Of course I will listen to you. But I mean, you, I thought if you were... Mom, Mom, if you're listening, I'm going to do whatever you want. Stop trying kind to of suck up, Mom, too late. Mom, if you're listening, I'm going to honour
1: you whatever way you want to be honoured. <laughs> are you there, Mom? It's me, Beatrice.
2: <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I'm just going to put all your ashes and chuck them over the... I don't even know, into Ugh. the back garden. But she has, she has
1: very firm views on funerals for example she told me recently that she has discovered that when you say no flowers donations only to our ladies hospice you like very few people donate so you might as well get the flowers
2: what she
1: said basically so like you know when people die and they say no the no notice, i understood
2: but i'm more like what's the point of that because i mean isn't aren't a few donations better than no donations and what good are the flowers they're all dead in a week love flowers what, who are they good for? You just Me. said it's for... You literally... Oh, it's for you. The flowers you, you are for you did, the people left behind. You did just say that. Yes, I yeah. did. But what about, like, what about the hospice? Wouldn't you be better off to give money to the hospice? Yeah, I suppose. Right. Are you ready for the song? No. No. We have to... Do we, do we not have to warm up? Like, do
1: we not have to like fluff the song a bit? Why have you suddenly decided we're singing the song right now? I because I'm ready for it. My vocal cords. I was wondering what you were doing My with your vocal. phone. I was like, My I think vocal. she's getting well, up the I song. I got
2: one of those. I, I, I have the lyrics pulled up, but then when I went in to pull them up again, I had one of those stupid Google, you've won well, $20,000. So and this I couldn't is interesting to me
1: as well, because this is not the song mum wants at her funeral, but the song you want
2: to sing at her funeral. No, 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 no. Mum no, no, wants no. us all to sing Good King no, mum <laughs> would be very... Oh. <laughs> mom would just be happy that we sang at her funeral because mom's impression of me i have to say is poor you're you? all good you're all going to be surprised to hear that mom's impression of me is poor mom's impression of you is glowing there is no way you are going to be able to sing
1: a single word we're not going to get through this song yes without I, you am. Crying.
2: I am i am but i'm going to take a ton of drugs that i'm going to take out of dawn's drug cabinet and i'm going <laughs> to pretend that mom is still alive just like i said today if she dies of coronavirus touch wood mom if she dies of coronavirus, I'm not even going to think she's dead because there won't even be a funeral. So I'm not going to have to deal with it like this. So I'm going to be on a podcast actually, singing.
1: For the amount of time she communicates with you, like, you'd probably be
2: the same. Actually, fair play. Well said. Thanks. So I had said to you, like here, I've got the perfect so, like, song.
1: Speaking of people obsessed with <laughs> death and funerals... <laughs> Beatrice five years ago started planning the songs we would sing at
2: moms. Well, I was more thinking we should probably practice this because one one day she'll drop dead. We won't be ready. Sorry, sorry. We won't no, no, be prepared. No, no, hang on, hang on.
1: We should probably practice this. Is several steps after no, we should sing this. No. We should sing this My at mom's point. funeral. Here's a good song to sing at mom's funeral.
2: My point <laughs> being, one is never prepared for a funeral. Therefore, one doesn't have time to practice. And in the throes of all of our grief, are we going to want to get into a room together and practice? Especially if we have four kids to manage. And me crying. No. So we should practice this so that we're experts Sorry, by the time she dies. There's no we in these four kids. They're your four kids. M- I meant we, me. <laughs> Good. The royal we. <laughs> me. So I was thinking we should sing this song. We should get it perfect, which we don't have yet, just if, in case anybody's listening and wants to criticize. where We don't have a perfect, but we should get it perfect so that then in the throes of all the tears, etc., we can just stand but up. like and At the pros. least we've got that sort. Yeah. We got this.
1: You're going to be in We floods. got this you're gonna be I got you and actually speak
2: I got you Rosemary yes Beatrice. and you got me yes Beatrice. Oh. speaking of which
1: this is one of the reasons that I am very like enthusiastic about throwing out and burning and getting rid of things in mom and dad's house because I know the minute no both no excuse me, let me I finish refuse my sentence. this I refuse no, I, re- I think I re- the word you're searching for is refute I
2: ref I no, I refuse to listen to this because I was going to say is you're actually co-opting I can't pour this for you you're gonna have to pour it yourself I'm sorry I can't. I can't lean that far, and I can't sit up because the mic's in my in my face. Like this is very complicated. You are actually co-opting our own mother's thought because my mother, my mother. Now, now, with an extra glass of wine, she's just my mother. She's not <laughs> even our mother.
1: My we've, mom. We've are you listening? The royal my wheel. mother. It's my just mother. me, me, me now. Um.
2: Go on. Tell t- tell them about the phone call you had. What phone call? The one where she called you oh, up yeah, and yeah, just yeah. randomly yeah, yeah, yeah. said to you, "Sorry,
1: but like I, I." i agree mom if you're listening i, I agree with you for a shock change. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're so similar
1: because you the same mom, person mom called me at one point and she was talking she, she called me to say do you want these <laughs> random like, things was that it? used to belong to
2: beatrice because do i don't really care if no, she wants no, no.
1: <laughs> do you want these old model engineer magazines
2: that your father and i in the 70s sat probably together worth oh yeah about hand, 10p oh that's the other story you should tell not only did they hand bind them together, but what about the one where mom and dad bought the house together?
1: And dad lived in it for a dad year? Dad
2: lived in it for a year and mom used to come over to, to deliver the cigarettes that she bought for him.
1: Yeah, because she had a job and... Did he not have a job at that point? Uh, they bought I a house together know. and basically because my mother was a chaste young maiden... T.E. <laughs> was a chaste young maiden. She stayed living at home with her parents while dad got to enjoy the... Yeah. The fruits of their Sounds labour. It's great. It is free gaff in, well, in Clendalkin to be fair. I mean, it wasn't exactly city centre. No, but I just mean in those days, Clendalkin was like miles away. Do you know what I mean? I can't even, the anyway, is, that's PC. PC. Uh, mom called me one day and said, do you want these? It probably was those model engineers that are like hand-bound, and I'd be like, no burn But anyway, Hand-bound?
2: And there's millions of she them. She goes, do you, to, do you want these? She goes, because you know, when we're gone now, your
1: sister won't be able to part with anything. And then she suddenly took a pause and she went, I'm glad now. I'm glad that when you have to call her and tell her I'm dead, I won't be here. I won't have to deal with that. <laughs> so loving. Which is a good point because I genuinely, <laughs> basically, think she's that like you were going to be like inconsolable for yeah weeks. I am going to be like no, I'll never be the favorite. <laughs>
2: But meanwhile, here's me planning the funeral that you're not planning. So, like, who is actually the best child? That's all I have to wonder. Anyway.
1: Planning your parents' funeral does not make you the best child. It
2: makes you the most considerate. It makes you the most mercenary. No, it absolutely doesn't. You can have everything. You can't. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, is, this is recorded in perpetuity. Anyway,
2: anyway. So I was preparing songs. Turns out all mom wants is Christmas songs for her funeral. Yeah, this is what she told
1: me. She just wants carols. And I was like... What do you mean? She goes, I love Christmas songs. I just love just Christmas but you know what, like Mum just wants to go to a fucking like Christmas carol night. I know. Do you know yeah, what I mean? She doesn't want to be dead with singing all the Christmas. <laughs> she won't even get to hear them. But anyway, she goes no. I just want Christmas carols and I said,
2: What if what if you die in July? And she goes, Well, it'll make it very unique. I know, and now she denies that though. Oh uh, yeah. So we were so delighted with that. We were so delighted with our mother's originality and just unique spirit. And then we were said to her recently, we were like, oh, you know, it's going to be so great at your funeral with these Christmas carols. It's going to be so, so, as you said, unique. I never said that. I never asked for those. I know.
1: And she was like, Christmas carols would be corny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I can't even sing this now. I have a song prepared, but I can't sing it now
1: because I've got a bit of giggles. Get a <laughs> fucking grip. Just start imagining mom dead, and you'll you'll, you'll soon sober up. You're me laugh. For her. She's such an idiot. So corny. <laughs> it's like you and your new favorite word, dope. You dope. Yeah, you such dope. A dope. Because dope is a good like. It's not a curse word. I can say it to the kids, and they don't get really offended. No, but it
2: sounds like something Will Ferrell would say. So every time you say it, it just sounds really hilarious. What a dope. Oh, what yeah. a dope. They're absolute dopes. They like are dopes. They're total dopes. Um,
1: I think that we should sing the podcast out with this song. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise it's gonna be way too long. Okay. So, this has been Not Without My Sister. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you would rate it on iTunes, but not if you thought it was shit. You need to give us at least three episodes if you thought it was shit, because we might redeem ourselves by the end. Tell a friend, send a link to someone. If you know someone who lives with their sister or whose sister is miles away and they just want to listen to some good old fashioned sibling bickering, Then this is the podcast for them. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram. I'm at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac, and Beatrice is at Beatrice McCabe with an A in her Mac. And we'll be back on a on a yet to be determined future date. It'll be exciting.
2: You won't know when it's coming. What if we get this really wrong?
1: That's the joy of not live recording. Oh, but you have to cue me in like a conductor. So I want like okay one yes two. (laughs) 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 Okay.
3: Like a flower's got a field, and the clouds has got the rain. Like a night has got the stars, and the fire's got a flame. Like a moon has got the tide, and the river's got the sea. Oh, I've got you, and you've got me. Oh, some things are guaranteed. Oh, some things will always be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got you and you've got me. Like a singer's got a song and a song has got a rhyme. Like I know you've got a smile when I can't get to mine. Like every soul has got a heart and a heart has got a beat. Oh, I got you and you've got me. Oh. Some things are guaranteed Oh, some things will always be Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got you and you've got me Oh, some things are guaranteed Oh, some things will always be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got you and you've got me. Oh, I've got you and you've got me. Yeah, I've got you and you've got me.
1: My favourite part is when we sang this to Mum and she was like,
3: that's nice. <laughs> like, very non-committal.
1: I <laughs> think nice? this is less about Mum and just more about
2: the two of us. That's good. <laughs> She'd be happy with that. She'd be embarrassed if it was better. She'd like it to be more about you.
1: <laughs> Not Without My Sister is hosted by me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe. Our editor is Liam Gertie. Original music by Cody D. Records. Original illustration by Lindsay Nielsen. You'll find show notes and transcriptions for each and every episode at notwithoutmysis.com.
0: Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie.
2: Planning for your next trip?